What's going on, y'all? And welcome back to the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Elo, and today we're going to be talking about Chucky Season 3. I just finished the first episode. I'm going to talk about what I think so far and what I'm expecting for this season and my thoughts. I just want to give you guys my thoughts on the Chucky series. So the series started back in 2021, headed and written, created by Don Mancini, based on the characters created by Don Mancini. Um, we follow Chucky, which they don't really do anything new to the timeline in the sense of they don't get rid of anything. Everything is all canon. Everything is canon. And when we get to season two, even more stuff is canon. Like there's Don Mancini has just embraced the fact that there are bad Chucky movies in some people's eyes and bad elements of those Chucky films. But he just incorpor incorporates everything into the same universe. That way it's not confusing. He doesn't do what like Marvel or DC or Star Wars, I guess you could say, has done with these giant universes of movies to where things are just really confusing and you can't really figure out the overall narrative because the timelines are so fucked up. Um, what I will say is Chucky season one that came out in 2021 uh, was probably one of my favorite seasons of, uh, of a TV show. Just because like to me it, in it incorporated everything that I wanted out of Chucky Great horror elements, great, just a great soundtrack, uh, in my opinion, a cohesive narrative, something that made sense. The, the the narrative and the goal for that season was Chucky goes back to the town. I believe he either, I believe he grew up in Hackensack, Illinois, and he is basically trying to corrupt the town and basically get revenge on the town that he himself, I guess, was grown up as a corrupted child in. And his goal is to corrupt a character by the name of Jake who is, uh, uh, he's gay, he's gay, and his father doesn't approve of that, his father is a drunk, his father's wife, I believe, died, and left him, or left him and died, and he obviously has some resentment towards that, he doesn't like the fact that his son, Jake, is gay, doesn't do any sports, and would rather, uh, spend his extracurricular time with, I guess, artwork and making stuff, versus going outside and doing a sport, he is very stereotypically one of those dads who just like, I don't like you because you're gay, son, not, not my son. And Don Mancini has stated that, that Jake is loosely based off of him, based off of his life. Now, I'm not sure how much of the drunk alcoholic father or the father not approving of him kind of thing is what it's based off of. But if you look at pictures of young Don Mancini, you can see that Jake is clearly uh, where he gets his inspiration from uh, or that's where the inspiration of Jake's character comes from. And like I said, a lot of people didn't like the fact that he's gay, like people who watching it didn't like the fact that he's gay and it just drew them away right away, which in, in my opinion is a little stupid. Like if that really bothers you that much, I, I don't know. And I, I, I don't know, you know, that's, that's your thing. You know, um, I could see some people not, you know, liking the romantical stuff and I'm gonna get into that really briefly because it, it I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but, um, Chucky basically wants to push Jake over the edge and wants to get one of the kids in Hackensack to basically go over the edge and kill somebody. That way he can he can he can leave a lasting imprint on this town and basically leave you know, like he did with um like he's done with everybody he's ever in come encounter with. Uh whether it's Andy, whether it's Kyle, whether it's the Kincaids, if we really want to talk about them, whether it's Glenn and Glenda, Jennifer Tilly, Chucky has left a lasting imprint on everybody he's ever come into contact with and his whole goal is to corrupt jake and get him to kill people he lures people in when they're vulnerable he's manipulative and he he uses them at their weakest 
and manipulates them to do his bidding. And with Jake, that doesn't work. He tries to push Jake over the edge with his bully Lexi, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Jake has doesn't have the heart to be a killer. Um, and the whole season is basically based off of that. Chucky basically messing with these kids and trying to get the corrupt them and get them to do bad things. It doesn't work out. We end up getting the character of Devin, who is this kid that does a podcast on criminals and killers and horror and stuff like that. And him and Devin, Devin or Devin and uh, Jake, you know, who is the main character, they end up having a love story, which I'm, I guess I'm going to talk about that right now. I'm going to be completely honest. I do not like the love story between them. I've tried to give it a chance through season one and I realized I'm like, okay, uh, I don't really care for this. And the reason why I don't care for it is because they don't have any chemistry and this is a thing that I think that Don Mancini has had an issue with before. If you remember, I think it was Catherine Heigl in the main... I don't remember the guy's name. His name's not very memorable. I'll find it out right now. But Catherine Heigl and the main character, the dude in Bride of Chucky, they had no chemistry. They were supposed to be love interests, and they had no chemistry whatsoever. And it just... You don't even like them. You don't even like the characters. You're just like... I think uh, Nick, Nick Stabil plays Jesse... They didn't have any chemistry, and it's just like, what the fuck? Same thing with, I want to say, what's her name? Um, uh, De Silva and Andy, and the actor plays Andy in Child's Play 3. No chemistry. He's had a, a history of just get, casting actors that are supposed to be love interests that have no chemistry. And in the first season, I'm like, okay, they're kid actors or whatever. You know, I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass, okay? I'm not going to Jake Lloyd them like people did in the early 2000s and late 90s because he was a bad actor from their eyes um i'm gonna give it a chance so we'll get, we'll get back to that subject in a second but chucky ends up succeeding but not succeeding in his plan to corrupt the town he basically wants to transfer his soul into a bunch of other chucky dolls and ship them around the united states and to other kids houses where he can corrupt all of them and he can have a bunch of chuckies everywhere he's learned a spell from dumbala that is split his soul into other chucky dolls multiple chucky dolls and this was a concept that was taken in Cult of Chucky, and it was also a concept that was supposed to be for Child's Play 3, but the budget wasn't that big. It was supposed to lead into where the factory where his blood drips into the, the, the bat of making the new dolls, and it was supposed to corrupt a bunch of Chucky dolls, and they would go everywhere, and that was supposed to be the story. He did it for Chuck, uh, Cult of Chucky very briefly, and the whole goal was to kind of make that come to fruition here in season at the end of Season 1. We get reintroduced to Andy, reintroduced to Kyle, uh, we get reintroduced to a number of old characters as well. Um, and without spoiling too much from the first season, uh, the dolls that basically he tries to ship out to everywhere, it doesn't go to plan, I guess you could say. We figure that out at the beginning of season two. Chucky ends up, or uh, Andy ends up getting a hold of the truck that has all the dolls, drives it away. We figure out that Tiffany in doll form is still... Um, uh, is is a doll we see her at the end of cult of chucky driving away with jennifer tilly slash tiffany um and nika and we end up seeing uh her take andy by gunpoint at the end of this first season we're also introduced to fiona Dorif, who has who is probably in my opinion steals the show in the fucking first season because she does they do flashbacks of jennifer tilly's uh tiffany and brad Dorif's chucky but Fiona Dorif, his daughter, ends up playing younger Charles Lee Ray. 
and she does a phenomenal fucking job. Whoever was the makeup team that helped her with this, um, you know, the looks and aesthetics wise, they did an amazing job every time they did the flashbacks. It was it was great. It was probably my favorite part of season one, aside from the soundtrack. But season one to me is fucking goaded. I really enjoy season one. It hit everything that I wanted out of a Chucky show, and I think it was damn near perfect. Um, then we get to season two, and like I said, I I was gonna give the the Devin and Jake romance thing a chance again. I was like, okay, they're probably a little bit older, maybe a year older now, uh, in real life. Hopefully, they've gotten they've gotten better chemistry. And they don't. They have a kissing scene at the beginning of the season where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it just felt so unnecessary. I'm just like, what? when are they at this point? And it just felt so just forced. Forced because I'm just like, it didn't happen. It, it, there was no chemistry. There's, they, they, they still don't have chemistry. And you can't make, you can't force chemistry between two actors or two actors or two actors or an actress and an actor or two actresses. You just can't, especially when you're they're supposed to be convincing me that they, they care for each other. I just don't get that impression. And I'm going to be honest, I think it's more of the actor who plays Devin than it is the actor who plays Jake. He has no fucking, he has no, no good facial expressions. He has like the same blank face every time. It's like his eyes don't even move or change. Like, oh, like with the way he reacts to things, it just doesn't. He, he, he's not that good. I, I've given him chance after chance, and he's like the anchor, in my opinion. I think that Jake um, is all right. I don't think he's that much better than Devin, um, but he's had more emotional moments in the show than I guess Devin would say where he can show that part of his character. So he's better in that aspect, but by that much, not really. Um, he gives me Stranger Things vibes. <laughs> Um, Lexi, out of the trio of them, Lexi ends up becoming, they end up, you know, becoming friends by coincidence and friends by the situations they're put in and, uh, working together and stuff. And she is the best one out of all of them. And I, I want to say it's probably because her mom is an actress herself. Her mom plays the, the mayor, I believe it is. And, um, she to me is the best, the best out of all three of them. Uh, Lexi is. She has, she, I don't know, she's able to play a bitch, she's able to play the sympathetic, she's able to play the angry, like, she's able to do it all, in my opinion. That's what I've noticed throughout the show. So, Lexi, out of the three of those, the kid actors, is probably the best actress out of all, out of, best actor, actress, I don't fucking know, best one out of all of them. So, hats off to her. Um, season two involves some new characters, some choices that I did not necessarily like, um, we end up bringing back Lynn and Glenda. Jake ends up having to go to this like Christian Catholic boarding school. And I'm not sure if any of that's based off of anything in Don, San Don Mancini's real life, but he ends up going to this Catholic boarding school, Catholic, Christian, Jesus, crass boarding school. And um, I don't know. It, it was it had potential, but we start getting a bunch of different Chuckies running around, buff Chucky, uh, general Chucky, bald Chucky, um, regular Chucky, stupid Chucky, like, I don't know, we get all these Chuckies running around, and, you know, it's, it's, it's entertaining, everything that Chucky does is entertaining, everything that he does specifically is entertaining, I just don't give a fuck about, about, um, Devin or Jake, I don't care about them, like, we have a scene at the beginning of season two, where I believe Jake is, uh, with his adopted family, and, or his new family, 
and he has a a, a stepbrother or a adopted a, a brother who's the brother the the youngest kid in the family he gets adopted into. It's his little brother, um, and he's just fucking annoying. And Chucky kills him in the first episode, and I'm just kind of like, okay, that kid was fucking annoying. I'm glad he's fucking dead. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it sounds like very cruel, but like, I don't know. Don Mancini didn't give us. He didn't give us a reason to care about this character, the kid. He just made him really annoying, and then when he died, I was kind of just like, well, I mean, I'm rooting for Chucky here. I don't know. I, I like when Chucky kills annoying characters, regardless of who they are. Um, but I don't know. I, this To me, like, season two, I'm going to keep getting into it, but season two started off was just like, eh, I guess, and then they just go straight to the Catholic boarding school or whatever the hell it is. Um, Chucky ends up going... Not, Chucky ends up going there, uh, Lexi ends up going there, Devin and Jake end up going there, and, you know, obviously because they're gay, you can't show their love, or they care for each other, and to me there's no fucking love there, there's no chemistry, but they can't show it there because it's Catholic, Christian, and they'll beat the shit out of them, I don't fucking know, um, we end up getting introduced to a character by the name of Oliver, who is like, I guess, knows Lexi, and he's a fucking dick, he's a bully, and then he gets killed really early in the season, you're kind of just like, okay, I guess, like, I don't know, a lot of these kills felt very undeserved, and I'm like, there's not any emotional weight to this at all, because I just don't care about any of these characters, I don't care about them at all, I don't give a shit who dies, season one, I, f I at least felt something when most of the characters died, like when Jake's mom, not Jake, Junior's mom dies, I was like, holy shit, like that was fucked up, when the, um, you know, obviously Chucky has to, some people just have to be cannon fodder for Chucky, some people just have to die, but like, when Oliver gets introduced, you're like, okay, this is going to be someone Chucky's going to kill towards the end of the season. And I know he just dies kind of just unexpectedly. And then go back to the, you know, we can go to cannon fodder of the first season, the uh, the maid. Okay, she's just somebody that Chucky has to kill. It, it serves the plot. It moves the plot forward because people are like, what the fuck happened here? Like, it causes, raises questions. And then in season two, when Oliver dies, you're kind of like, okay, I, I guess. Like, I, I don't fucking know. It just was really, really just like undeserved and like back to season one with junior dying i mean i don't know i just i didn't like junior i didn't like junior i thought he was just fucking a little sh shithead he sucked as an actor too i, I thought he was terrible I, I just thought most of the kid actors were pretty bad aside from lexi lexi was good there's a couple other ones caroline her sister she's good too i, I really enjoyed everything she did um i not not really a lot of good I don't know, characters, not really a lot of good kid characters, I guess you could say. And the child actors were just weren't, didn't live up to par. Not all of them. Um, back to season two, and we, you know, we're just in this school. We get introduced to this priest who's played by Devin Sawa, who plays a number of characters in this series. He plays Jake's dad, Junior's dad, who are twins. And he plays this priest who is not related to them whatsoever. And I don't know, it just, a lot of it was just really kind of, I don't know, I just didn't really care for the second season. We get introduced to Glenn and Glenda, who I enjoyed. I really enjoyed Glenn and Glenda, played by the same actress. They're like a they-them character. A lot of people didn't like that. I didn't really care. Like, it's Don Mancini, you know, um, I didn't really have an issue with it, really, at all. I don't know. Um, but I, I enjoyed them. Jennifer Tilly's great. Jennifer Tilly is great in the fucking show. Um, she's just like gone she's just going crazy as tiffany tiffany's gone crazy um we get introduced to a bunch of other characters as well um that are just kind of side cannon fodder actors and actresses of hollywood they end up biting the dust um 
I don't know, season two to me was just really, like, all over the place. Like, Glenn and Glenda was fine, and then um, uh, Tiffany was just a little unhinged. Nika is taken prisoner by Tiffany, and because uh, she's been going in and out of her Charles Lee Ray moment after Tiffany, at the end of season one, cuts off all of her limbs so that when she turns back into Charles Lee Ray, she can't... Uh, move around anymore which is fucked up like Nika goes through a lot of fucked up shit in this Chucky series like for not being able to from being paralyzed because Chucky stabbed her mom when she was pregnant and you know took away her ability to walk when she was born to her losing her family in cult or in uh, Curse of Chucky to her getting possessed by Charles Lee Ray at the end of Cult of Chucky and then getting all of her limbs cut off and being a fucking I guess a quadriplegic I guess you could say um and it sucks and you know she doesn't really get her moment to shine like as Rennie Redemption at all and she ends up like trying to kill Tiffany at the end of season two and ends up shooting I think it's uh Glenn by accident Glenn or Glenda she shoots one of them by accident and she just has like this really dumb look on her face when she shoots him it's actually really funny um and then Glenn and Glenda go to the hospital where they're dying, and then they end up transferring the soul, the soul into the doll of Glenn, and their human lives or human bodies are dead in the hospital. Um, Caroline was another a girl that was introduced in season two, this really redheaded girl, and you know you kind of get these weird vibes from her, but she ends up just being a normal person who's gone through shit in her life as well. Uh, not Caroline. What was her name? Uh. I don't know, season two, I, I'm looking up right now, because I'm going to make sure I don't want to get this person, her name wrong. Um, what the hell was her name? Nadine was her name, Nadine the redheaded chick. She's actually really, she's actually probably, along with Lexi, is probably one of the better actresses of the child actors, actors, actresses, whatever the fuck. Um, she's really entertaining, and then she dies in like the stupidest way. They push her off a building, and she falls into the statue and gets stabbed and dies, and I was like, Really? I would have liked if they would have kept her. I really wish they didn't kill her off in the show. I would have rather them killed fucking Devin or Jake. Like, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. We get Andy and um, Kyle in the show as well. Um, Andy's been, like, taken hostage for... And this is another thing that didn't make any sense. Andy gets taken hostage after the truck crashes at the beginning of season two with all the Chucky dolls in it. I guess he gets his legs broken or something. And General Chucky kidnaps him. And puts him in a cabin in the woods, and I guess it's like peeling skin off of him. I don't know how he didn't fucking die. And he's been there for like what a year, a year, six months, or he's been there for a period of time, to where he has long Jesus luscious fucking hair, which I'm just like that doesn't make any sense. His hair would never, never grow that fucking long. I don't give a fuck if it was a year; it would never be that long, especially how short it was before. Um. And that's, to me, that's just something so simple to get, just to get right. In the show Banshee, that stars Anthony Starr, at the end of, or at the beginning of season five, I think it is, yeah, season five, season four, season four, I think it is, season four, Anthony Starr's character, um, Lucas, is in a cabin in the woods, and his, it's, they said it's been, oh, it's been a year, been a year since things happened, and he has, like, long hair, like, he's been there for fucking two and a half years, and it, like, there's no way his hair would get that long. It's just such a simple thing. All you gotta do is just look at anybody who's grown their hair out within a year, straight, curly, or wavy, and depending on the texture of their hair, curly hair takes the longest to grow. Obviously, black people's curls takes the longest to grow. 
anybody that says curls, any other curls below that takes uh, second longest to grow, and you go wavy, then you go straight, because when you pull a curl down, it looks longer, but when it's a curl, it coils up. And their hair, his hair is fucking straight, not wavy at all, no, no texture to it, so why the fuck would his hair be that long? It's a minor nitpick, but it's like, come on, like something like that, you gotta get right, in my opinion. He gets reintroduced, Kyle gets reintroduced, she's still alive, um... Tiffany ends up getting in the shitter again because she's being investigated for murder, who's technically Jennifer Tilly. And um, the second season just kind of ends really, I don't know, it just it was a really lackluster season for me. Not very memorable. Um, and it was a big step down from the first season. We kind of kind of get a happy ending, I guess, for Jake and Devin and everybody. And then Tiffany is being hunted by Nika in, like, Japan or some shit. I don't fucking know, because uh, Tiffany's on the run. Um, and then uh, Mrs. The, the the late, the really, the hot school teacher, whatever her name is, the redhead, who I thought was Fiona Dorrit for a long time, is not her, apparently. Um, she adopts the kids into a, her home so she can, you know, teach them and, I guess, like, homeschool them and then give them a better life, because they've all lost their families. Oh, and by the way, at the end of the season... Um, what's her name? Lexi's mom gets killed by a chainsaw, which is pretty cool by Chucky. Um, but yeah, the show to me, season two was a big letdown. So, and then we're on to season three where the trailer dropped. Chucky is now living in the white house with this one kid. Um, and I don't know. It's to me, it started off pretty cool. Um, but it's 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 introducing the trope that I'm just sick and tired of with these Chucky films. Let me introduce annoying characters that are just don't act like real people at all, and we're gonna they're just gonna die. They're gonna die. It's just like I don't know. And then right again, uh, towards the uh, like middle of the episode, toward and sort of endish of the episode, we introduced uh, Jake and Devin again, and I'm just like, oh my fucking god, can we move away from them, please? Like. As much as I like Lexi's character more than them, can we move away from all three of them? Like, can we just do something new? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't want... I don't think we need to follow them anymore. I feel like their story ended in season two. I don't know. I, th I Maybe their story just ended in season one. I think that, that was, should have been it. I don't think that we need to continue them. And right a fucking way again, and I'm going to get into it right now, we have a scene where um, Devin and Jake are making out with each other on a fucking bed, and there's no fucking chemistry. Like, their lines are just so... Jake is doing better than Devin. Devin's just like, uh, yeah. Like, he does, He seems so... The actor seems so uncomfortable doing these scenes. Like, and I'm not saying, oh my god, he's... They, they force him. No, he just doesn't seem... He doesn't... It's like... There was a thing with Tom Holland in some movie that I did not watch. I saw the fucking shit, the scene, because my fucking friend sent me a clip of it on social media... And I was like, what the fuck? And it, it just feels so weird seeing Tom Holland do it. Because it's just like, what the fuck is he? What is, what's going on here? But the thing, same thing with fucking Devin. The actor just doesn't seem comfortable doing gay scenes. I don't know. I don't know if the actor's gay in real life. I think the actor who plays Jake is gay in real life. So it comes off more natural, I guess. But there's, like, Devin has no fucking chemistry with Jake and vice versa. But it's more Devin than it is Jake in this shit. So at this point, I'm just like, what are we doing here? Stop forcing this love thing. There, it, There's nothing. Just because the story calls for it, there's nothing there. It's like, the, it's the worst part. One of the worst. One of, not the. One of the worst parts of the show is the 
the forced love because it just doesn't come. It's not natural. It doesn't. There's no chemistry. Perfect example of another perfect example of love interests that have no chemistry was I think it was Michelle, um, Michelle Williams. No, no, not Michelle Williams. Is her name Michelle Williams? The chick from Venom. The fucking uh, what's his name? Tom Hardy. Um, uh, Tom Hardy and fucking what's her name? Michelle Williams. Yeah. Fucking Michelle Williams and Tom Hardy had no chemistry in um in Venom at all. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, such a miscast. Like, this probably would be a lot better if the two actors had chemistry. They just don't. And I don't see it I don't see it getting any better throughout this fucking show. They've been doing this for three years now, and these two actors don't have any chemistry. Jake has improved a little bit. Um, but he was already fine to begin with. He wasn't perfect, but he was fine. And then uh, Devin is just the same fucking, just boring. He's fucking boring. So, I don't know. Um, yeah. The whole president thing with Chucky, that's okay. I'm intrigued by that. I like seeing anything that Chucky does. Because the reason why I probably was so excited at the beginning of this episode is because I'm like, okay, cool. We're not following Jake. We're not following Lexi. We're not following Devin. We're doing something new. But then when we get to Devin, Jake, and Lexi, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking great. Like, can we not follow them? Like, how about, how about... How about bring them in later into the season? How about establish a new narrative with a new character? I don't know. I just don't... I don't like it. I don't like it so far. I did, and I didn't. Um, Devin Sawa is playing the president. Um, you know, I don't know. A lot of the characters in the show, it's just like his son, fucking Roderick. His name's not Roderick, but he looks like fucking Devin Bostick's Roderick from Dark Wimpy Kid. He's the typical, I'm smoking, you know, I'm a douchey teenager that, like, does TikTok because, you know, everyone does TikTok now, you know what I mean? Like, come on, bro, like, it's fucking, it's, it's fucking Lazy Don, what are you doing? It reminds me of the end of that Leatherface movie that came out a year, a couple years ago when, um, I think it was last year, when Leatherface kills all the influencers. He's like, you just make, like, every, in, the influencers are just pieces of shit. Like, I get it that there's influencers are pieces of shit. But it's just like, god damn it, it's such an overplayed trope now. And we haven't even had influencers, that term, for, what, five years? And it's just like, overplayed. It's like, it's like the Trump jokes. Like, dude, like, Jesus Christ. Like, you guys remember when everybody was making jokes about Donald Trump? Like, there were some funny ones, but then after a while, it's just like, it was like the easy target. Like, Jesus Christ, dude, like, low-hanging fruit. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of low-hanging fruit all the time. Like, it's funny the first couple of times, but I don't know. Don Mancini tend to, tends to have the tendency to overuse certain tropes to where it gets exhausting, and it's, like, not really funny anymore. Um, I don't know. Like, it, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times he tends to make characters who have, like, weird sexual tendencies. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They have weird sexual tendencies, so let's kill them. It's like, oh my god, you do it all the time. Do something a little different. It's a little lazy, in my opinion. And, you know, Don Mancini, and I will say this, Don Mancini is not the type of person, when he hears criticism like that, he's like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Like, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about. No, Don Mancini has showed in the past that he is able to construct, take constructive criticism from people when they made Cedar Chucky, all that stuff, and he does things different. So I just, I, I really hope he does things different throughout season three, but right now, based off past track record with season two, I don't think he is. Like I said, I'd rather have us not follow. I'd rather have us not follow um, uh, Devin, Jake, and Lexi. Honestly, I'd rather not have us follow Tiffany and um, Fiona. Not Fiona. Um, um, Nika. 
I really wish Nika would have had a solid redemption arc in season two, but we didn't get that. It just feels like it feels like he's just bringing these characters back because all oh, the band's all back together. We got to have everybody like, no, you don't like you're going to you're Spider-Man thring the shit. You're you're too many stories, too many cooks in one kitchen, too many ingredients in one pot. You, you got to like have one cohesive narrative is I don't know. So hopefully things get better. Um, but I really did. I enjoy the first episode. At first, I did. Towards the end, I kind of started like, okay, I can just like cook my food while I'm watching this, which I don't want that to happen. I want to like when I'm watching season one, I'll go back and watch that shit again. I'm watching season one; my face is glued the whole time. I enjoyed the hell out of that season. But season two, I was like, eh, okay, it wasn't that good. Um, then season three, I'm like, okay, starts off good. Oh, so. We'll see what happens. We'll see what changes he makes, if there are going to be any. If not, I'm afraid by the time we get to the end of the season, when I do a review of season three, because um, that's going to be the next time I'm going to be talking about it. I feel like when we get there, if nothing changes, I'm just going to have another review where I'm just like, I don't know, man. This was a miss for me, and I don't want it to be a miss because I want more Chucky. As long as we got Brad Dorf on this earth, fucking pray to God, um, I want to have good Chucky and more Chucky so and I would love to see a crossover with Chucky like a, a Chucky Freddy Krueger Chucky Michael Myers like maybe not Chucky Michael Myers but I don't know something something I don't know something else I'd like to see something different I like when cross here uh when horror villains crossover even though there's like only one of them I think it was fucking what was it um uh Jason Freddy and Jason so maybe I don't know I'm still I'm still holding out hope for Michael Myers goes to Chicago taking like a freddy freddy or jason takes manhattan kind of thing kind of still hoping for that but anyway that's all we like that's really all i gotta say right now about the chucky series and what i'm hoping for season three after season three's episode one what my expectations were i see that season three episode two is out so maybe when i watch that soon when it uh when i watch that maybe i'll have a different opinion and i'll talk about it at the end of the season but for now you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna remain optimistic but I'm also not going to get my hopes up. So, all right, guys, that's all I got to say about that topic. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening to the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Eloy. Don't forget to check out Chucky Season 3, which is available on Sci-Fi, available on any streaming platform that it may carry it on. This is your host, Eloy. You guys have a great night. Thank you.